And we are back once again. Welcome to the Say Word Podcast. I'm your host, Dawson, here with the one and only, my homie. What's up, bro? What's going on? What's up, man? It's Pascal. How you doing, man? Chilling, bro. Doing all right. Here we are again. Word. Episode four, right? Episode four. We made it. We made it. Word. Let's just get right into it. Might as well. All right. You want to ask the first question or you want me to ask it? How you be feeling out... uh Go ahead. How you been you doing it. with the music now, bro? Uh, what you mean? Like, I've been trying to listen to a lot of classics lately. I know uh, uh, Migos just dropped the album. <clears throat> Culture 2? Yeah, Culture 2. I've been waiting for that one. Yeah. I mean, it dropped like not even 24 hours ago, so I figure I need like a week to listen to it. To give it a rating? I, yeah, because I don't like the people that... I know we consume music a lot faster than we used to, but yeah. still at the same time... I read a complex article, What's Your Favorite um, Song Off of Culture 2. I read that at 1 a.m. off Twitter. The shit dropped at midnight. It's like, <laughs> the songs, are, there's only, tw- there's 24 songs on the album first. So it's like. Uh, yeah, how do you have a favorite already? Exactly. That's, that's, you know what? A favorite that, means you've, you had to listen to it at least more than once. You gotta be living with it. Right. Right. A favorite song, you listen to it at least more than once by the time you looped it. There's 24 songs. I don't even have enough time. By you know, that, that reminds me of those people I don't like who always like when an album comes out his first day or his first week. Oh, it's an instant classic. Right. I'm like, how? You didn't even get to digest it. You yet. didn't digest. There's no way you could have. But I, I guess that's because people digest music a lot faster than they used to. You don't digest it as fast. Listen you just to listen it. to it. Yeah. Right. There's no way you're digesting it any faster than they did. But that's did also because a lot of the artists, they're, they're bringing music out a lot faster than they used to as well. Not even... Personally, well, some artists do personally, but like some of them, they're bringing it right back after back after back. So it's like you don't get enough time to really. How do you feel about that? Because I kind of feel sometimes I don't mind it if they're like in between albums and they want to do like mixtapes. But I feel like that much music that quick kind of hurts the quality of it. Some people like. Who's good at doing that much music and keeping the quality? To you. Honestly? Yeah. Future. Future may be, I'm not going to front, Future may be one of the best ones of giving out that much music that quickly. You don't remember the four Pete he dropped? Oh, I remember. What was the four Pete he dropped? Um, that, that, he does drop a lot of music. Monster, uh, Beast Mode, 56 Nights, Dirty Sprite 2. That boy ain't got him by heart. Bro, when he dropped the four-peat, bro, niggas, niggas were already putting the... Remember when Kobe took the picture with all the, with all the championships? Yeah. They were crowning that as the, as the mixtapes yeah. he dropped. Oh, that? that's dope. That was I did see that picture. That shit was fire because it was real, bro. Yeah. Beast Mode was fire. 56 Nights was fire. <clears> like, <throat> Monster was fire, bro. Like, those were kind of like... Classic mixtapes, if you want to get real. Have you ever heard an instant classic? Have you ever called out a classic? Like a real classic, not a personal classic. Because people think because they like it, it's classic to them. It means it's a classic. But like a well-known classic. Have you ever called one out after the first week of hearing it? First week of hearing it. There's some. Which one? Because it depends what do you find as a classic. That's the most important. Okay, so let's define it. classic is personal. How do you define a classic? I got to pull it up. A classic is judged over a period of time to be of the highest quality and outstanding of its kind. So over a period of time, 
keeps the quality over time. So that's still subjective. It, everything is subjective, yeah. But that's just the True. definition. Everything is subjective. Yeah. So then how do you define a classic to you based on that to definition? To me, a classic is it keeps its qual it keeps the same uh sound and quality over a period of time. Pretty much the same thing. No skips. So like for me, okay, now that's when it gets subjective. Exactly. Yeah. For no me, skips? for you one no to skips? two. One to two skips. Okay. I can do some skips for a classic. How many songs on your <clears throat> skips though? Because that's also important. Because niggas are dropping albums with mad songs now. Yeah, that's true. But if it's twenty four songs and I got two skips, boy, you got you a serious song. Yeah, but okay. Song. Well, let's talk about regular albums. Well, okay, like let's 16. say it's, let's say it was four forty four with ten songs. That's no, that's too short. Let's do fourteen. Ten 14, songs is okay. Way if too it's short. fourteen songs and I'm skipping two, and I love the other twelve, you'll get a classic right. Because let's let's be real. The only album where there's no skips subjectively or objectively is Thriller. See, there. That's also your opinion. No, that's. I think that's all of the all of the songs were singles. You don't think you could skip not one of those songs? If all the songs are singles, that means the label was like, "Yo, we can push all these songs because that's pop music." Think about it. Pop music is all the popular songs on your album. Most Does that people make them drop, not skippable though. They could still be skippable and be popular. Not objectively. And if you're talking to someone like me, I'm more likely to skip the song that's on the radio and listen to the song that's But not. I'm talking about objectively. Objectively, nobody skipped any it's of these songs. Here, so you're that's why that's why there were no skips. Okay. But for you, my bad. Because I think the only perfect album, it depends on if you think a classic is a perfect this album. Is, well, Thrill is the closest to perfect. As I look at the nine song track list, Studio it's, 17, as close as, is perfect. it's as close as you can get to perfect. Okay, so... Like, even Blueprint, I skip... I'm not crazy about... Um, my, probably my least favorite song is probably Hola Jovito. not going to do this today. Studio 17. Cool. <laughs> Hola Jovito is not your song. It's my least favorite song least on the favorite. album. I can skip it, but if it plays, I can enjoy it, but I don't have to hear it. I don't know if I could... To me, it's the, it's the oddball of the album. Everything kind of sounds soulful, and Hola Jovito kind of stands out like a sore thumb to me. That's Timbaland, too, That's right? Tim. And I like yeah. it, but it just doesn't... It should have been thrown at the end or the very beginning or something. Classic albums are like, you start critiquing them a lot closer because it's like they're deep to yeah, you. Yeah, they're deep to you. So it makes sense. Yeah. Because for you to say, well, Dirt Off Your Shoulder, I could have done without that mm -hmm. on, on Black Album, and that's my classic album. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. On Thriller, there's no like, I could have thrown that away. There's I mean, none of them. I'm looking at the... Look, I like every song on the album. That's what I'm saying. That's why they were all singles. Every it's song, a perfect album. Every song on this album touched me in some kind of way. Studio 17, didn't I say it was a non-skippable album because all the songs were singles? That's still, that's still our opinions. Okay, that's your instant. So, so now you talked Studio about 17. the only albums that I listened to that were instant classics, right? Yeah. Where no, where you could tell the first week you listened to it, like, yo, instant classic. And it became one. Okay. Three albums for me. Okay. Can we... Well, We'll Graduation. Okay. Black album. Okay. Timber Butterfly. Can we talk about that one yet? Which one? Timber Butterfly? Yeah. Has it had enough time to breathe? Once you heard it the first time, you were like, nah, bro, this, this shit is different. Because you know what? Let me tell you what I'm guilty of. I've heard some, some really good albums, yeah. 
And sometimes they don't age so well. Now, I do feel like To Pimp a Butterfly will age well because it has a soul jazz sound, and that's that's timeless. To Pimp a Butterfly is so forever, it'll be fine. Brian, we will find out. No, no, no. You knew it the first time you heard it. The shit was forever, bro. I hope so. We will find out. When niggas heard The Chronic, they knew it was forever. How and you the know? The Chronic is forever. Because everybody knew because it dealt with the times. How old were you when The Chronic came out? I was like three. But I'm talking about the <laughs> niggas that listened to it and were still listening to it. Yeah, I love The Chronic, though. How I old were you when The Chronic dropped? Probably five. <laughs> See what I'm saying? When, so. when The Chronic dropped? 1990? 91? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, my nigga. You were <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there when it dropped, but I learned to love it. I listened to The Chronic for the first time in high school. And... I was like, yo, this joint is wild. So the to Pimper Butterfly was dealing with shit that's going on with black people in black times. Chronic was 1992. Okay. 1992, they were talking about shit that was do, dealing with people in the black times. Yeah. And just just life in general. Mm-hmm. To Pimper Butterfly did the same exact thing. To Pimper Butterfly I think may it, be I think the it most will become one. Long-standing rap album. What you mean long-standing? It may live the longest, is what I'm saying. Of all rap albums. Of our generation, 100%. So you're saying it's the most meaningful album of the past 15 years? For hip-hop? That's a tough one. It's the, it may be the closest thing, bro. Because think about it, bro. It dealt with shit that was what we're dealing with as black people today, mm-hmm. which is what we've been dealing with forever. But now it's more recent because... Of all social media, everything like that. So he was dealing with everything that we were dealing with. Yeah. He was talking to Pac the whole album. So that's nostalgia. That's crazy. Pac is forever. So Pac is going to be forever. He's legend. So in 10 years, we're still going to be talking about Pac. We will be. Pac is legend. Pac the whole album. Yeah. Right? He was. He He dealt with soulful shit on the album. True. He dealt with mental health shit on the album. True. When he was looking at himself in the mirror. Yep, dealt with fame, dealt with everything. And then he dropped like money, hood politics <clears throat> on niggas. Killed that. That album was I, epic. Bro, I remember. I, my question is is it too early? That's no, all I'm saying. It's not even too early, bro. Because there's certain albums you can listen to and it's like, it's just like, it's, it's just, just apparent. Yeah. Like, classic albums is, is when rappers tell people like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, it's your staying power. It's literally like, I'm not going anywhere. Because we could even talk about it. <clears throat> Michael Jackson was with Jackson 5. Right? Right. He dropped Off the Wall. <sighs> My favorite Michael Jackson album. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody is subjective about mm-hmm. what their favorite Michael Jackson album is. Yeah. Because mine is bad. I respect that too. But when the nigga dropped Thriller, that's when he was like, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. Period. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's like, oh, y'all got to deal with me for forever. I'm here. So that's my classic album. You see what I'm saying? Your classic album is when everybody starts saying like, okay, he's not going anywhere. Some people have multiple classic albums. Kendrick got classic. Okay, Michael has- Kendrick got multiple Michael has multiple. Kendrick has multiple. Jay has multiple. Ye has multiple. Yay has multiple. Yep. M has multiple. To people. To and even objectively. Okay, I, I like how you said that. I love how you, Objectively. <laughs> you saved yourself. To people. Not to I me. Can't, I can't think. Yeah. Because as much as I respect Eminem as a rapper, there's none of his albums I want to go back and just play from front to back. His first one. 
The Slim Shady LP? Yeah. Marshall Mathers LP was a was 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 solid. That was what two albums ago? No, the first one. The first I thought Marshall the first Mathers one was a Slim Shady LP. No, oh yeah. Oh, you you talking about two albums? No, I think the Marshall Mathers LP was the one after the Slim Shady LP. That's the yeah, second. That was the second one. Okay. Because those are like kind of like you can't knock him for what he's done either. No, you can't. You I'm gotta like respect big, it. I'm not a big fan of his because. It's just the way that you kind of digest rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, I need mine, like, to be more like life. Yeah. Not more like just wordplay. See, yeah, you kind of... Punchlines and wordplay is cool, but I need need mine to be, like, kind of like life dealing with. That's why, for me, everybody's goat is different depending on how you rate your classic albums. Mm -hmm. I see you kind of think of Eminem just the way I do. Like, I would listen to him, and I respect him. He's, He's got tight bars and everything. But for some reason, when I would listen to him, I'm like, man, this is like some different stuff. Like, this is not what's going on in my life at all. I right. couldn't relate to it because it, so, it was so wild. Like, uh, this is a little wild for me. And even if it's not like. Because he was saying some wild stuff, bro. Even if it's not like your life, my life type shit. But it's like, you're, if your rap is more wordplay, then it's like. You're just rapping words almost mm-hmm. type shit. Like you're not giving me like. See, so like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I like mo- like I said, like I like motivational type shit because that's the kind of like shit me. that you can kind of live by. That's yeah. the shit that you kind of like. Drive share some knowledge with me. Put me on some game. Right. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like the way that you kind of rate your albums is once you get in the car. Anyway, the whip test is the most important for your albums. Anyway, that's how you can really rate that's, what's what's gonna. That's, keep you going when you really get connected is when you're in the car right yep so what are your classic albums just like our first week listen yeah i can name a whole bunch of ones that didn't make the vibe but see first week black albums first week hundred i knew that when i heard it like god man this is gonna last um what else was a first week listen you know even though i think this is a classic um even though it's not like one of my favorite albums, but just off hearing it and how it sounds, I was like, this is going to last for a long time. And I don't think people even know it yet. And I'm talking about, hold on, his name is slipping me. How could it? Used Uncle to play the, the album all the time, Studio shit. 17. Uncle the cover with the, the lady shit. coming out with the blue stuff. Childish um, Gambino. Childish Gambino. That last, What was the name of that last album? Awaken My Love. I feel like that. Off the first week. Yeah, when I heard it, I was like, this is going to be a classic because I can hear it. It wasn't something I knew I was going to play for a long time, but the sound of it, I'm like, this is going to last because it has a classic sound. It definitely, okay. Yeah. That's where it kind of saves it because I do feel like it did have a classic sound. Mm-hmm. It's very retro very, yeah, and timeless. He went very safe in a sense of classic sound mm-hmm. because the album before it, he was rapping more. Exactly. And it was fire, but it fire. was like... I guess he felt like he could still, I mean, but at the end of the day, Donald Glover is more like he can do anything. Bro. He's like a, he's <laughs> almost like a young Pharrell, except he acts type shit. And does comedy. That's what I'm saying. Like he like does, he's, he's kind of building that whole like artist. I'm yeah, an artist. Bro. I can do anything. Yeah. Like don't put me, which is, this is why I fuck with him because he doesn't, there's no box with him. Yeah. You can't box Everybody him. wants to like put you in. I'm, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. He's he exceeds like, all that. My name is Donald Glover. I'll just change my name for whatever I'm doing. I'm going to be in Star Wars. I got a rap album. I got a singing album. I got ATL. 
What you want to do? ATL. I'm in. I'm in Marvel bro. movies. Which What you want to do? He's gonna be in a Marvel movie. He's an Ant Man. Oh, I, okay. Was That's it Ant Man? Spider Man. I'm tripping. Okay. Yeah, one of those mans. My bad. We got off. So my classic albums for me. Off. So you said. Uh, so far, I, I said a uh, black album, and I said "Awaken, Awaken My, Love My Love" is probably one of the more recent ones I've heard. Off first listen, I was like, "This is gonna last." Um, what's another one I got? Dang, bro, this is hard because there's so much. There's so much music out there. Like exactly because it it depends on how you view it depends on how you view classic albums, like you said, because yeah. you can have as many as you need. Yeah, because. Personal I feel thing. like um, most recently, and once again, this is the ladies like this album a lot. Well, guys do too. I feel like that SZA might have some staying power. But we're talking, we're talking about we're talking about, about instant. You never heard SZA? Yeah, I, I heard the album. You know what? Wait a minute. Let's let's do a quick commercial break. All right, Here we, we got to talk about this. Okay. I think that's like the second or third time you said I don't do R and B. Why don't you do R? You okay. got you got to explain why you don't it's do R. It's not that I don't do R&B music. It's just like you know every artist has their target audience, right? R&B music to me is just like it's not your target. 100% not my target, bro. Why? I, I don't know. I just I guess it's just like what they're talking about it just it's not that I can't relate to it. It's just <clears throat> It's not what I want to listen to on, like, it's just not what I want to listen to on my headphones. What kind of headspace do you like to be in when you listen to music? It's not even about the headspace that I want to be in. It's not even like, music is just for me. It's almost like it's just life for me. So it's not like a certain mood I need to be in to listen to this, a certain mood I need to be in to listen to that. Like, I just listen to whatever I just feel like listening to. R&B is just not, I can listen to Old R&B, maybe like when I was a kid, from what I listened to, like that. But like as an adult, it's just, it's just not for me, bro. Like I just, I'm gonna be real. Like I just don't understand like niggas just listening to R&B music like that. To be real, bro. Like I used to have this thing. Like one of my homies used to just listen to R&B in the car, and I'd be like, bro, it's just me and you in here, bro. Like turn this shit off. Like why are we listening to R&B music? It's just niggas in here. There's no females in here. So what are we doing? Is it just for the females is what you're saying? Or? I feel like that's the target audience of the of the music. You don't think I mean, so? I mean, guys aren't the only ones who sing R&B. Girls do too, and they sing to guys. Yeah, but what they're singing to, what they're singing about is what most... I mean, it's mostly what everybody deals with because they deal with love, heartbreak, blah, 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 blah. But like... It's mostly the females that they're talking to. So did you, you liked 808s and Heartbreak, right? 100%. But it wasn't like, same. it wasn't what he was talking about. It was more so the feel of everything as well. Like it was fire, but like, okay, there's R&B I can deal with, but it's just, maybe it's just not the, maybe it's just, I call it like the swooning shit that the niggas do, like the... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like the ooh, like I just can't do all that shit in my music. Like I can. Okay, so I'm not trying to make what you're jokes saying about is you it. You don't want to be. You don't want to be. Uh, I don't know if it's sung, sang, sung to. Hundred percent. Would you? In a I, car, I, bro? I like R and B. So I mean, that's. So you listening to Trey songs in your car? I don't listen to Trey songs. Are you listening to? 
what R&B nigga you listening to in your car? Because to me, like, when I think of R&B, like, I can, okay, I know Drake makes the makes those kind of songs. Exactly. I can do those. Okay. I guess maybe, it's just not the, like, it's, I think it's just how you're singing it. I just cannot do as an adult. So, like, back in the day, you, when uh, Usher was popping, you didn't like Confessions? I listened to Confessions, like, once, and I was like, okay, cool. Ooh. It just... To me, that's just, it's just not for me, bro. Confessions came out when Get Rich or Die Trying came out. Around that time. I'm not listening to the, I'm not listening to fucking Confessions over Get Rich or Die Trying. What the hell? You couldn't play them both? Nah, bro. Get, bro. When Get Rich or Die Trying came out, bro, like, it was over for uh, No, 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 no. Confessions was a year later. 2004, 2005? When did Get Rich or Die Trying came out? 2003? 2003. And Confessions came out, no. Okay, then. Confessions came out the same time as, um, what's it called? Uh, college Dropout. 100% wasn't listening to Confessions over College Dropout. Definitely not at the same time. So you're either. saying College Dropout it was the only thing you were playing at that point in time? Uh, that, I was still listening to Black Album from... Well, I won't go there. Drop. I'll, just, I'll just keep it at R&B for now. Because I so wasn't listening to R&B. That's what I'm saying. In, so do you have like a favorite R&B album at least? I'll, okay, the only R&B that I can like honestly stand on, I'm more like, I go back. Because like Without I said, I was back. listening to it as a kid. Like 80s Like I back. can go like Sam Cooke. Oh yeah, not that far back. Let's That's like, what I'm saying. I was listening to R&B as a kid because of my parents. But as an adult or once I started listening to music, now I was quiet for R&B. Dang. It was stupid quiet for R&B, bro. Dang. I just listen to rap. I, I listen to rap music. I listen to like, <clears throat> I listen to everything. But like R&B is just like, it's... Once I became of age, like, I listened to Confessions once or twice. I wasn't an R. Kelly fan like that. I don't listen to the Trey songs. I fuck with Chris Brown, but, like, not in the sense of, like, I'm bumping him in my V. No. Like, I'm just not an R&B nigga like that, bro. Like, I, I, I understand it, but honestly, I don't even understand it. Okay. Well, I wanted to ask that because I know we, had some, I mean, we had some listeners who wanted to know, like, why doesn't he like R&B? Bro, if I'm so in the I club with you the and there's no females in here, bro, like, we're not playing no R&B. The most R&B I can go with my homie in the car is Drake. We're not doing no Trey songs. We're not doing no confessions. It's quiet nah, for all of Now, that, listen, bro. I might play R&B in the car, but see, what I consider R&B... You better be dolo or with your girl, bro. No, it could be a dude in the car, but I'll be playing R&B like a, a party next door. Okay, that I can do that. That kind of R&B. That's... To me, I guess it's just the subject matter. And he's not like, he's not, now he's see, not singing to you like that, is what I'm saying. I feel you on, you're talking it's about that. It's the singing you shit, like, like you're I'm talking just about not that new edition, that my, 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 Johnny Gill trying to swoon a, what do they call it, a serenade a girl on your knees. Yeah, and, I mean like. I get it. I, but that's but that's only a oh, section and of also, R&B. Remember Party Next Door, he puts the bass lines in his music as well. A lot of R&B artists do though. Okay, so I, I think I figured. I think I pinpointed what you don't like. Then I just can't you don't do want to hear the "Come Make Love to Me, Baby" kind of stuff. You yeah, want it. And whole, you like R and B, but you don't like. in the car with me, bro. Yeah, what are we doing? You just, you what are we like, going? You don't bro? like that kind of R and B. Not really. You like more of your P and Ds, um, where they're not talking about love. More like, yeah, I'm out here. They're singing about smoking weed, or they're singing about. Oh, I'm about to go smash, or I'm about to go party, and they're singing about going to party or something like that. Or they're singing about a dope subject matter. I mean, I still won't take that over rap. Well, no, I ain't. We're not talking about But if about I'm going to do that, maybe that's the... I mean, out of, like, newer R&B artists, like, I just... I don't have an R&B I mean, artist that I fuck with. Except, I guess I, you can honestly say I, 
I fuck with Chris Brown the most. Okay. I mean, most most of these R and B niggas, you don't know if they talking to men or women anyway, bro. I mean, the same thing goes for rappers topic, too, bro. though. That's another topic. My bad. Yeah, I mean, that's another topic. We get it, no, it, it could go. This. It could go we're both ways today. So my classic albums for me, I would say you gave your three. Mm-hmm. I'll just give a quick three. Black album, to Pimple Butterfly, Graduation. Those to me, like you heard first time, second time at max, and you were like, nah, bro, this nigga's not going anywhere. To me, that's a classic album, because the first classic album I ever heard rap-wise was um, When Disaster Strikes by Buster Rhymes. I was wait, like, wait, that was the what? That was the first classic rap album. And oh, that you I, heard with yeah. your... Okay, gotcha. Because I was, I mean, I okay. was in fifth grade. Okay. I was nine, ten years old. That man, yeah, the beats on that album were crazy, by the way, too. <laughs> Raps Busta, on it. Uh, Busta had them beats, boy. Um, and so, that, you know, that kind of brings me to another another topic. Something or, that we kind of talk about, or we should talk about is... Always. Why in hip-hop... Mm-hmm. Does it seem that maybe we don't respect our elders in hip hop? Especially when they drop the classic albums for us, right? Yeah. Because in a sense, when you're younger, that's when you're the most, you're listening to the rap and it kind of... You're more impressionable. You're more impressionable. So Mm. it can give you your first classic album. Yeah. Like I said, Busta Rhymes gave me my first classic rap album. Mm. So as an adult, 20 or like 15, 20 years later, I should still... Love Buster Rhymes the way that I did because he gave me my first right, but you don't. classic album. I'm not going to listen to a, a new Buster Rhymes album right. like I would the first one. I may not even, honestly, I may not even listen to a Buster Rhymes album mm. if he drops one now. But the people who need to respect the elders the most are the niggas who actually rap. The newcomers now. Right? Wouldn't like you say? Like your, your Uzi Verts and... Right? All those kind of guys. Because you wouldn't be where you're at if Without it wasn't them. for them anyway. And right. you got to remember, it's almost like where you came from. You remember what you were listening to. Some of these people, I mean, it may, rap may not just be your only avenue of what you listen to as a kid, but you still listen to rap at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you want to be a rapper anyway. You're not trying to be the artist of whoever you were listening to. You're trying to be a rapper. There's niggas who rap that you cannot disrespect in front of people because then you have problems with everybody that you're trying to do stuff with. Yeah. Like you said, some of these newer people, some of these newer artists, they don't respect the shit that people before them paved before them. And they dropped classic albums for you to listen to. Yeah, I don't understand that whole that whole way of thinking. Just disrespecting people who came before you and you should show them the most respect. Like... I don't know when I think of like the U2s and the Rolling Stones and all those different rock and roll or hard whatever you want to call the rock and roll groups that are still around touring today they get they're still doing stadiums bro but you gotta okay I'm gonna be real you know why I think that we don't respect our elders because a lot of a lot of these niggas who rap where they come from their life expectancy isn't even that long to begin with. Oh, you think it goes that deep? Think about it. Hmm. If you weren't even supposed to be where you're at, hip-hop is what? Hip-hop is youth culture. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent said that. Mm-hmm. Why is it youth culture? It's changing now. Why is hip-hop youth culture and other genres aren't? 
You know why? I think I got to answer this whole question. To answer your question first is because hip-hop is the youngest of all music. It's the newest, it's the new kid on the block still. Right. But where everything does, else has been around. So of course hip hop is gonna be youth first because that's where it came from first. But now what we're witnessing is hip hop is getting older now. Finally. What I'm saying is this. The shit that we rap about and the shit that niggas who rap about what they live, where they're from, people aren't supposed to have that life expectancy anyway. And if you did, a lot of the shit that they considered their role models, they're usually, what, dead, in jail, for what they used to do. Right. So if your life expectancy isn't even supposed to be that long to begin with in the music that you're rapping, I honestly think subconsciously your, your listeners think the same thing. Okay. There has to be a correlation of why hip-hop is the only genre where we don't respect our elders and other people do. And that's where these people come from. That's the shit that they're rapping anyway. I may be getting too deep, bro. But I honestly no. think it has some correlation to do I, with I that. Like, I like what you're saying. I get, I get what you're saying. Um, if these niggas aren't supposed to get to 25, if they hadn't rapped, if they hadn't rapped, how, how influential can they be to a 15-year-old when they're 40? If the 15-year-old doesn't even think they can get to 40. When they start rapping. I don't know if that has anything to do with the respect, though. I don't, I don't know if a 15-year-old is really thinking they can't make it. No 15-year-old is thinking they're going to get to Not 40. a 15. Okay, we'll say 18, 20-year-old, because that's when they usually pop. 16 mm. to 21 is when most rappers, rappers usually pop. And yeah. if they have longevity, cool. If something happens to them, then something happens to mm -hmm. them. Right? Yeah. We'll use Chief Keefe as an example. Yo, at the, first of all, rest in peace, Fredo Santana. Yes, rest in peace. Rest in peace for that. If I bring Chief Keefe, I have to say that, especially this week. Appreciate that. Chief Keefe is, what's it called? When he dropped, he was 16 years old, right? Yep. That's when the most of his fame had dropped. Most of them niggas, when they rap about that kind of stuff, they don't even expect to live that long. Mm -hmm. So how can you even listen to an old head when you don't even see yourself getting to that age? Is what I'm saying from where they're from. To me, I think it goes that deep. I think that's why in hip hop, it's hard for the younger rappers to even listen to these older rappers that are successful because they don't know if they'll even get there. Hmm. Look at Kodak. Hmm. Kodak had the most success and he just got locked up again. You know, this is what I got to say about what you, what you just said. Um, as a kid, I didn't listen to a lot of older rappers either. Okay. It wasn't until I got older that I went back to listen to the people I liked to see who they were inspired by. See, my dad listened to rap, so I kind of listened to rap as a kid. Yeah. But for me, I, I didn't different. play it a lot as a kid. Mm -hmm. I didn't get into rap hardcore till probably like maybe third grade. Um, so I didn't okay, go back to later on in life. I didn't go back to listen to all the older people till I got a lot older. What's the first rap song you remember listening to? I can remember the first song I memorized. There we go. It was Coolio, uh, Gangsta's Paradise. See, mine was, that was a fire song, bro. Mm -hmm. 
It's Coolio Gangsta's Paradise. Dangerous Actually, lines. you know, in the first actual rap verse, and if anyone knows about this, props to you. Yeah, you was was to the Winans, um, the Winans, Teddy Riley. Uh, it's time with the Winans was the first actual verse I memorized as a kid. You probably don't know nothing about that there though. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first rap song mm-hmm. that I remember was Rump Shaker. Shout out to the Winans. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. By the time Coolio dropped, I was already listening to rap. Okay. Mine was Rump Shaker. My dad had the single on tape. See, man, my parents weren't letting me listen to none of that stuff when I was growing up. My dad, you know what it was? My dad didn't let us listen to it any either because of just like the cursing, but my dad yeah. listened to it. So it was, so it was like, like a free pass. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So as a kid, like I just kind of just listened to it. Yeah. Just because of my, it wasn't even because of my mom because my mom did not listen, didn't fuck with that shit at all. Yeah. My dad just did. My mom definitely did. My mom would come and get CDs I would hide and buy on the low, and she would crack them in half. Bro, when disaster strikes, I listened to the second song. My mom was like, yo, turn that off. Yeah, I bet. Mad cursing. I didn't even think about it. I was nine. Yeah. Well, I knew better, but I was still (laughs) still buying those albums anyway because I wanted to hear it, right? I wanted to hear it. I I promise you, I probably bought Super Duper Fly like three or four times when I was a kid. That was probably my favorite first album of all time. Missy Elliott, so Super Duper word. Fly. I love that crap. That junk shook See, my world. See, like, up. a lot of people don't even talk about how fire Missy Elliott was. <sighs> Missy Elliott Jeez, is man. goat, if not two, after Lauren. For the ladies. 100%. In the rap game. I mean, okay, I'll say this too. Maybe I'm just biased. I don't no, even I think I might, have to, I might have to agree with you on that. I to agree me, with I, you. Like I said about the target audience, a lot of the female rappers, like they kind of talk about certain things that I just, I'm just not listening to. Mm-hmm. I feel like Missy, they were talking about things that everybody can kind of relate to. You know what? That's so funny you say that. That's what I liked about Missy as a kid. When you listen to Super Duper Fly, bro, she wasn't talking about crap. She was just, just making weird noises. She was just, just saying, fire, bro. She was just spitting dope when the rain stuff hits over. My window, like, bro. It's like, what are you talking about? Know, it didn't matter though because. The lyrics were nah, she dope was talking about shit, in the bro. beat. I mean, she'll talk about getting high every now and then, or it was some weird, maybe a little bit of love. But for the most part, her rapping, you listen to her rapping, you're like, yo, you really aren't talking about nothing, right. but it sounds so fly. A lot of the females, they do the sex rap, which is cool, but That's it's like- That's what she was, kind of like not, some sex. I'm not, I'm not into the sex rap as a, as to listen oh, to Oh, okay, no, you're talking like more Lil' Kim type rap. Lil' and Kim, Nicki I can Minaj, fed like, like a Sprite can in my mouth type yeah, stuff. I'm not like, trying yeah. to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that either. I, I like. Think, I think Missy that's I why liked. what's her name is becoming so <clears throat> successful on the low. I think that's why Cardi B is kind of getting successful. Because she's not rapping like that. She kind of raps both. Yeah, she's that's not so. Just doing sex I'm glad talk. she doesn't she's do that either. Like that would seem like it'd be so stereotypical of a female rapper right. to rap so about. So I think that she's crap. doing both. So that's why I think like bo- everybody fucks with her. Yeah. You mess I don't with, even really listen to female rappers like that. And you I like Rhapsody? You mess with Rhapsody? You ever heard of Rhapsody? Yeah, I fuck with her a little bit. You heard that album? Her last album? No, I. Check that Not out. It's tight. It's tight. I may have to. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I listened to her off of To Pimp a Butterfly. Right. On Kendrick's joint. On the classic. Yeah. After maybe second listen. Rhapsody's nice, bro. Go check out the album. It's called Layla's Wisdom. If you... Nah. Fuck that. If you haven't listened to To Pimp a Butterfly... <laughs> Wait, what? You need to listen to To Pimp a Butterfly, bro. You don't want to hear Layla. You don't want to hear Layla's Wisdom? No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh. I just need to reiterate that, like... Studio 17, if you haven't listened to To Pimp a Butterfly, you need to listen to To Pimp a Butterfly. 
Hundred percent for the culture. Yes, because I highly, highly recommend that everyone listen to. I Sip feel like not to go back, but as an adult, in the last, like you said, fifteen years, there isn't an album that will stand the test of time. Within the last fifteen years, there hasn't been anything. I'll say ten. My bad. I'll say ten. Since, last ten years. So since, since two thousand nine, eight, nine. Okay. Since the decade, since two thousand ten, there hasn't been an album. Hmm. Graduation, 808s and Heartbreak, they all dropped. That was all, yeah. You think, so Take Care won't, won't last? Take Care is 100% a classic. So that's within the last. We'll say those was, two. Because okay. Take Care is going to be forever, bro. Take Care is nice. Take Care is fire, bro. Yeah. I can still play that one from front. And you back. know what it is? I don't skip a song on there. A lot of niggas try to front on Drake, but Drake may have more than just Take Care. What else? I consider um, if you're reading this, it's too late to see what I'm saying. That's too. Even though it's a mixtape, I love it. Nah. Oh, nah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're reading this, it's too late, it's not a mixtape. He just called it that. But to people who listen to music, it's an album. Mm -hmm. I feel like niggas are saying that they're mixtapes so that way the expectation for for the listeners. It's a bailout. Because you you don't want people to say it's not a classic album. There's. Classic mixtapes, those come and go. Days Before Rodeo was a classic mixtape. If Days and, Before Rodeo... You know, I got to gotta give a shout out uh, when it comes to Days Before Rodeo. You actually put me on that album. Word. Yeah. And I think I didn't like it the first time I heard it, right? I think I, yeah. no, I did not like it. It took you a little bit to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, and then after I caught a, I caught a vibe, I was like, I don't think you were, I don't think you were fucking with that kind of music because you didn't fuck with Yeezus. I did not. But you know what? I got to give Yeezus, even though I still don't like Yeezus. I got to give it props because it did usher in a whole new sound of hip-hop. My homie told me, listen to Yeezus backwards. Whoa, why? Why would you do that? Just just try it. How would I do that? Oh, I could flip it. I know how to flip it. Yeah, there, it's 2018, bro. You could <laughs> you you flip an album, bro. Yeah, Shit. I could flip it. So now that we're talking about classic albums, do you think... Because most of the classic albums you, you named, none of them were in the South. You have any albums in the South that you consider classics of rappers? I do. Hit me. Urban Legend. I like Urban Legend a lot. That's T.I. Yeah. Okay, on, for, for people who don't oh, know. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying yeah. me. Uh, I was like, bro, I know the difference between a do-rag and a wave cap, bro. Don't try me, man. Uh, <laughs> AT Aliens. Outcast. ATL. Oh, but that's a group. Are we are we separating groups and, and nah, singles? No, we're just talking about albums. Regulars, okay. Yeah, just out everything. Yeah. Okay. South Southern hip hop. Um, man, the South is a. It's not that's a lot. It's not like, a lot of classics in the South. Real, um, world renowned classics. Right, like objective classics. Yeah. It's I like to personal. call those because like those are the ones where niggas everywhere were listening to. Yeah. Everybody liked, you know, Cash Money. Everybody fucked with the... Yeah, but um, I don't think they had not one. I mean, I think the most classic album to come out of the whole Cash Money thing when it was Juvenile, BG, Turk, and Lil Wayne is probably 400 Degrees. It's probably the most classic thing to come out of that camp at that time. 400 Degrees, that's Juvenile. Yeah. That shit was kind of fire. That's the most classic thing to come out of that camp. I didn't even like... um, not Cash Money. What were the name of them niggas? Hot Boys. Hot Boys. I, I didn't even like Hot Boys, man. I didn't like the Wobbity Wobbity. Bro, I didn't Yo, listen. Yo, Wayne. I didn't like. That was on Juvenile's album, the Wobbity Wobbity. The Wobbity Wobbity was pretty much um, was pretty much 
What them niggas' names were again? Hot Boys. Hot Boys. Wobbity Wobbity was pretty much Hot Boys, bro. But the Wobbity Wobbity made its debut on uh, on uh, 400 Degrees. Or not, it's no, no, no. 400 Degrees, yeah. I used to just call it Wobbity Wobbity Rap is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. It just, it didn't make it. I just couldn't like, why are you making it. that noise? Why are I you just, saying that? I didn't start listening to Wayne until Carter won. Oh, man. I didn't start listening to, bro, I fuck with big timers more than I fucked with. The game, the game spitters. We're not rappers. We're game spitters. I liked uh, Lil Wayne from the Block Is Hot back in the day because they were game spitters, bro. Yeah, they didn't. They were the bosses of the of of Cash Money. They were the bosses. Many, bro. Everybody get your roll on, bro. That joint was fire. Number one stunner was fire, bro. Number one stunner. Everybody get your roll on, and then they had um the Gator boots. What was that in the Uh, pimped out Gucci suit? Fly. Stay fly. It was probably, yeah. We'll just call it that. Yeah. Those three songs are better than anything Hot Boys dropped. Period. Hot Boys as a group. As a group. Because Big Timers was a group. And we're talking group for group. Right? So you didn't like that album, uh, Guerrilla Warfare? By Hot Boys. You said you never listened to Hot Boys. No. So of course you didn't. Because like I was a child. I was not. Bro, when I was a kid, I was pretty much only listening to like New York rap. Unless it really caught my eye. But in, an, in the sense of an album, no. Just wasn't doing it for me, bro. I told you when disaster strikes, bro. I was ten. Fuck, I look like listening to Hot Boys. What's wrong listening to Hot Boys? I wasn't doing it when I was ten years old, is what I'm saying, bro. Oh, oh, okay. I and I was in Florida, but still, like, I just the Hot Boys just wasn't me. catching my eye, bro. I wasn't listening to that until, like I said, Carter won. Carter won. I did like, um, but out of all of the Hot Boys, if I had to pick one, I did like Juvenile the most. I'd probably say BG the second. BG was my first initially. Yeah. Because BG used to rap the real shit, and he, he liked the way I like. He raps the way I like. I like that that slow. He liked the boogeyman rap, like you said. <laughs> yeah, like Twenty One. <laughs> I kind of like that sometimes. <laughs> that boogeyman shit. Yeah, that it kind of gets can, me sometimes. Yeah, because you re, you don't relate to it, but you like you know what they're rap. They're not just rapping. Yeah. They're rapping shit that they kind of lived. Yeah, I love that genre, man. So it's so raunchy. So urban legend. You said one of the Hot Boys. Are. Urban Legend. Um, I didn't say anything for Hot Boys as a classic. Well, Juvenile would have the most classic thing that's what it was, to come out the Cash Money Camp. Um, and then I, I said uh, uh, Outkast, AT Aliens. I think Outkast may have more than one. They probably do. I mean, Equimini was dope. Oh my God. After Equimini, to me, the they thing. went poppy. They got with Stankonia and stuff. Stankonia is fire. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Are we talking groups? Oh, because I said... Classic albums. albums of the South. Yeah, you said albums. Gucci Man, Trap House. 100. Jeezy. That's G- one. Jeezy G- has... Uh, I'd say Jeezy has... Thug Motivation 101. Jeezy has two classics then. Because I think Recession may be better than Thug Motivation. Recession was hot fire too. This Reset- is all college time for us, isn't it? Exactly. Oof. 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 Because to listen to Jeezy, like, Thug Motivation came out when we were in high school, which was cool. Don't get me wrong. But, like, Recession was, like... Bro, there has to be more classic albums from the South than that. Because you, you, no, no, UGK has a classic. I guess it's like in a sense of subjective. Yeah. I didn't listen to UGK. Yeah, I'm talking about like a renowned classic. I didn't classic. listen to eight. Not renowned personal, classic. Yeah, yeah, renowned. T.I. definitely has a few. Probably trap music. Some people love I'm Serious a lot as a classic. Jeezy has a few. Who? Jeezy. Trick Daddy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Trick Daddy. Well, I don't Trick know. Trick Daddy is if you're from Miami. If you, that's what I'm saying. That's very, no, 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 that's, no, region, no, that's region specific. No disrespect to, right. That's what we're talking world yeah. now. No and disrespect I love, to and Trick. And I like Trick. 
But I think that might be region for region specific. Nah, I only fuck with Trick because in the sense of like, I, I don't I don't listen to Trick Daddy's music either. Yeah, Trick. I don't know if Trick translated past, past Atlanta. Orlando, past I Atlanta? may just fuck with. Because honestly, I feel like the only person in Miami. That's maybe too much. I think the only rapper in Miami that may have world-renowned classics may be Rick Ross, bro. In the sense of like everybody feels that they're classics. Classic albums? Classic albums in the South. Does Rick have any classic albums? We shouldn't even talk about like groups or anything like that because I think the only person in the South that has the most classic albums, like personal rapper wise, is, is Lil Wayne. Classic? You know, that's that's a hard one for me. I only have Lil Wayne drop Carter One. That's classic. the only classic of his to me. Objectively, Carter Three is the most one. And Carter Four. I don't know what it I didn't like any of Wayne's albums after the Carter for some reason. Carter I like I love his mixtapes. But that's I, what I'm saying. I didn't like the albums that much. But then if we're talking about in a sense of albums and mixtapes, then we gotta talk about who's the goat of the South because in the sense of collectively what they've done. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Who's the goat of the South? The goat of the South is probably a group. It's probably Outkast. But we're, we can't we can't do a group. Why? That's the rules of the game. Because that's not fair. Because if you say who's the goat of rap, we don't say a group. We say we say one. We may just say Hove. I don't know if Hove is your goat of rap, but Hove is mine. Yeah, he's my goat of group. rap. But we're, I, we're talking Southern goats, right? Yeah, because you can't say. That's not fair to the the people who just rap personal. A group, you know, what I mean, you can feed off each other. Okay, so a goat rapper from the south. Because out with Outkast, Big Boy wouldn't be Big Boy without Andre. Andre wouldn't be Andre without, without Big, Boy. Big Boy in the group. Especially right. if you think about classic albums. Equipment and I had both of them. Yeah, Sangonia had both of them. Right. Okay, so then Spotty Dopalicious, which is maybe one of the <laughs> greatest rap songs of all fucking time. Say it at title again. Spotty Adi. One more time. Spotty Adi Dopalicious. Spotty Odi Dopalicious. See, I say Spotty Adi. My bad. Spotty Odi. Yeah, you learned something today. Spotty Odi. Yeah, you learned. It's cool. Um, so it's okay. Spotty Odi. Yeah, Spotty. It's not Spotty. Yeah. I really thought it was Spotty Adi. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh shit. My it bad. just don't even My have bad. the so, same vibe. Spotty Adi. Maybe it's just the way that you just pronounce it. It's Spotty. He was, I think they said it on the song too. When I first met my Spody Odie Dopalicious. Word. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Whoops. But um Fuck it. I'm still saying Spotty Odie. Yeah, bro. It's hey, it's nah, Durags, fuck, it's Durags Wave Caps, fam. Durags and Wave Caps. It's you right feel to me? left. You got me? It's right to left. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> there you go. It's all the same thing. It means the same thing. All right, so let's say um Word it's 50. Okay. I'm gonna um, start saying this Spotty Odie is Spody Odie. Hey, bro, it's yours. Run with it. Word. Um so how do, how do we encompass this? Is it the greatest rapper uh, in of the South or the yeah. greatest rap career? Not, yeah. Uh, career? If you're talking career, I might have to go T.I. on a career. He translated to movies, TV, and albums. Probably the biggest star Where we've he had. He definitely did ATL. Mm-hmm. ATL is fire. I don't care does, what you say about does it. Does television. It has some some pretty good albums too. Okay, let's not count. Does let's, Marvel movies? I mean, we're talking let's about. Not, okay. Let's not count. Let's not count. Like I'm just movies. talking about a career. If we're talking careers. Let's not talk about movies in the sense of career then. Okay, so just albums. Yeah, let's just talk about just music, projects, in the sense music, of music projects. Because if Hove is your goat, like Hove is mine, we're not talking about like when he did State Property because he only had a five. I mean, he minute definitely role. right. It was just in the it studio, popping his head. Nah, he was in the car with Dame. Oh yeah, that part too. See? Yeah. 
This is what happens. But yeah, that that I wouldn't count that towards Hove's greatness at all. That's what I'm saying. But you're counting it in the sense of TIs. Well, that's what I was trying to ask. Are we talking careers? Are we talking just the music? Music. Okay. So so if we leave Outkast out out of this. Yeah, because that's the best um, group. Because they're the best. And that's a whole They're the best story. thing. Let's say it that way. They're the best thing from the South. I hate yeah. to deprive them of getting what I think they deserve, but I get I get your reasoning for it. Let's choose They're definitely one. the best thing out of the South. Yeah, let's choose In one. In the sense of a gem, they're a bigger gem than than T.I., Lil Wayne, yeah. Uchi Man. 100% outcast. Yeah, most definitely. If you want to talk about, like, forever... There's nobody out of the South that's forever more than Outkast, bro. We're still trying to ask if niggas still think that they put Andre 3000 as the greatest rap, one of the greatest rappers of all time. I do. He didn't drop a fucking, he didn't drop a solo album. Never did, but I still put him there. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Because of what? Outkast. And because of his features too. Yeah, but he didn't, that's what I'm saying. His features, those aren't. Right. You, we don't projects. know if he can drop an 18 project. We know he can, yeah. but he has it in a sense to deal with everybody I get else it. who has. No, I definitely get what you mean. And that's that, because that's of respect. Outcast. Yeah. So that's why Outcast is the greatest gem to come out of the South. Well, we're talking greatest rapper, greatest like... Honestly, bro, I can't think of anybody. I think the greatest rapper to come out of the South may be Lil Wayne, bro. It probably is. He's probably the biggest, most consistent... He has the most longevity because has the most songs by far. I'm not a I'm not a wobbity wobbity hot boys fan, but that shit still happened. So you still have to count it in there. I gotta agree with you, Lil Wayne. The I mean, only the only down south rapper that could have been in the firm. Or a Wu Tang nigga. He could have been a Wu Tang. The only down south rapper that could have been in it. Remember he said that in a song? You don't remember that? Lil oh, Wayne. He, he did say that. Yeah, he said that in the song. And he also did say greatest rapper alive since the greatest rapper retired. Yeah. And he also has money on my mind. And he claimed it. Money on my mind may be the greatest rap oh, song. That's from Carter Two, right? Hundred percent. Carter Two. Maybe the greatest rap song from the South in the last ten years, bro. The greatest rap song from the South. In I a c- sense of personal, I couldn't, bro. I couldn't even rate it, bro, because it's like songs. It's too hard to do songs. Money on my mind, bro. I mean, that joint was fire, but I don't know. Money on my mind is when he told everybody, like... There's so many songs I've forgotten. Like, fuck Gilly the Kid, fuck all that shit that you guys are talking about. I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. In a sense of rap. Stepping out the motherfucking car. No, bro. I'm looking like a star. Yeah. The Carter 2? Well, Money on my mind was 2005. Ranch, I dip. Bro, I'm out. I'm out. That's 2005, though. You know that, right? So that doesn't fit when it comes the parameters to the hustle, you set. Muscle, just strength. When it comes to the weight, I don't hustle. I just lift. Nah, bro. It doesn't fit the parameters you set. Past 10 years, that's 2005 for the Carter 2, which is money in my mind is on. Uh, so it didn't make It's one of the best. Then I'll say this. It's the best. It's probably one of the best rap songs of my generation from the South, bro. Okay. So we money don't. Money on my mind was like. So we don't have we don't have a um greatest rapper from the South then. King of the Lil South. Lil Wayne. So we both agree it's Lil Wayne. It has to be Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne also made Is Lil Wayne also made Carter Three. The Carter Three was fire. And the Carter Three had Hove. Hey Mr. Carter. Hove was yeah. retired. 
Hov only rapped on two songs. Yeah. Lupe Fiasco. Everybody thinks he's one of the goats. Lupe? Yeah. I like Lupe. And then Mr. Carter with Lil Wayne. Hey, there was a reason Carter. he called it Mr. Carter. Because, I mean. The both the names are Carter, right? And he said on the Carter one, best rapper alive since the best rapper retired. Yeah. I had to go with Wayne, bro. I think Wayne is it's undeniable. It's him, unanimously. He's not my top five, but he's definitely in my top ten. Mm. Of oh, all time. Yeah. Yeah, I give him an all-time career thing. His bars, he he was good. He never was talking about anything, but he knew how to get you with some punchlines. And Lil Wayne also, he didn't rap just Southern music. He rapped like... He could go... He, he could do West Coast. Kind of he could do up North. So to me, like Lil Wayne wasn't even like a Southern artist because he was more like... He's a Southern artist. He's almost like a gem. Let him, let him stay where he no, is. No, no, he's that, a Southern artist. But what I'm saying like... Because we don't get every, it to Jay-Z. Everybody listened to him. Yeah. It didn't matter. Like some, some there's some rappers who are only niggas from the north. Okay, so you're saying Wayne broke boundaries? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He? Yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. So he probably broke the most boundaries, excluding Outkast. Out of the south, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's actually kind of sad thinking about it. I nah, because we still. I'm talking. We're talking objectively because there's still. We can't disrespect No Limit. We can't, but the longevity wasn't there for No Limit. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Longevity wasn't there. So if we're talking longevity, then it's definitely like T.I., Lil Wayne, Gucci Man. I mean, Jeezy. Eh. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, I don't know. Jeezy doesn't have the longevity that Gucci Man has, in my opinion. No, he doesn't. I think money-wise, yeah, but like influence, He just didn't no. stay. He didn't stay hot right. uh, for long enough. Longevity, I think Gucci Man may have one of the biggest longevities. When did Gucci Man come out? 05. I might see. Don't ever disrespect very never nice. Disrespect. Very nice. Yeah, that's right. As Khaled said, don't ever play yourself. I won't, bro. Gucci Man is in my top five. All time. Because Gucci Man made me listen to Southern rap. He's the first Gucci Man is a Southern rapper. He's the first one to kind of pull you in? Yeah. Okay. Gucci Man is when I started listening to Southern rap, like in a sense of just like, it's not even like, World-renowned. It's not even, like, trying to get everywhere. It's just in the South. Gucci mm. Man was the first person. I'll never forget it, bro. It was when I was in college. Hey, do you have a rapper, bro, that you used to love as a kid, and you go back and you think about him now, and, like, what was I thinking being a fan of that rapper? I got one like that. It just came to mind when we were Ooh. talking about rappers. I used to like Silt the Shocker, and I'm like, what was oh I thinking, God, like, bro. in Silt the Shocker, bro? He was horrible. Yeah. And a lot of people like even like sucked. Yeah, definitely Silk the Shocker, bro. He was rough. I wasn't a Silk the Shocker fan back then or now, but I can understand why you would say that. No, I mean in a sense, I'm not even trying to play you. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like why you would say like you were a fan back then and not now. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I don't. It's got to be one. Everyone has one. I may not listen to them the same way, but nobody like. I don't There's know nobody you're like. What the? Why did I like about them? Like you go listen to the album again as a grown person, you're like, I don't understand what I was vibing to on this. Nah, and bro. I thought it was the best thing ever. I'm gonna be honest, bro. Listening to Made Man, Silk the Shocker, and it's not my fault. I'm like, he don't even rap on beat. He would stutter when he rapped and all that. I'm gonna be honest, bro. Rap <laughs> raised me, bro. So like a lot of the music that I was listening to, still I can still kind of listen to. I don't know if it's because... Never mind, bro. What? 
I don't know if it's because like certain albums raise niggas. Like we were talking about that in episode two. I don't want to keep bringing it up, bro. What? what I don't al- know if it's because like albums do raise people. You live with these things, bro. What's up? Talk about it. That's what we're here I did for. listen to what's it called? I did what? listen to Ego Death. Oh, I like your segue. I did listen to that. What'd you think? It was smooth. It's very, yeah, it is smooth. You know what it is? Like, your ego death has to be then my To Pimp a Butterfly. Hmm. Because your ego death came out like two years ago. Mm-hmm. The album for my adulthood, like I said, was like graduation. My sh- graduation came out like 07. So if I have to think about in the decade, then it has to be To Pimp a Butterfly. Okay. That's a good choice. But there's no rapper that I listened to back then. I don't know if it's because of the Justin Timberlake thing. The justified shit. I, I, I just I'm not gonna fuck, bro. I just I can't go I don't like to go back to it. Just let's talk about it. Come on, it's obviously bothering you. What you wanna talk about, man? It doesn't bother me, but it's just like I don't know. A lot of your answers just kind of make sense after a while. Mine do? Sometimes. Explain. You know you're my man, but like, I'm oh, listening to That's it. what people say. You're going to build me up to break me down? No, no, no. I'm not trying. No, nah, 100%. The Stephen A. Smith, that's what Stu- I call it. Studio 17. The SAS. We're not doing none of that shit. Is that the Stephen A. Smith you about to do? But like, some of the answers you say is just like, huh, makes sense. You're learning more about me, right? We're learning yeah. more about this shit uh-huh. like, as the shit goes. Yeah, bro. I've been a lover of so many different things. I can be preppy. I can be hood. I can be so many different things. And I like everything from so many different genres. So do I. But, but I'm like, never what people think I am. I mean, so do I. But these shits are kind of like in the way back burner of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it don't matter, bro. <laughs> bro, have you been watching the NBA? <laughs> let's, let's, go. let's go somewhere else. Have okay. you been watching the NBA? Yeah, of course. What you been seeing, bro? Bro, there's been two good games this there were two good games this week. Which ones? First of all, I think OKC figured out what they needed to do, bro. I think Westbrook figured it out. Westbrook did figure it out. By but it was the other niggas. Because now Paul George, you know what it was? I think you remember, bro, in the NBA, nobody has better lines. Maybe in NBA history, bro. Uh, line, Melo, bro. In our generation, nobody has better lines than what kind of lines you talking about? Like in interviews, lines that just live forever, bro. What did Melo say? You remember? I think there was the um, I feel like it was the uh, all star game when it was in Orlando, it was 2012. Yeah, Melo had the the mic. This was when Tom Thibodeau was the coach for the New York Knicks. Yeah, oh, for the all star game, yeah, for the all star game. Tom Thibodeau was telling Melo to get on the boards mm-hmm. in an all-star game. You know, Melo, you know, Melo just, Melo's one of them. I fuck with Melo because Melo's one of them niggas that he just like, eh, I just play basketball. Yeah, he's a like, real nonchalant, laid back, chill guy. You can tell the way he plays. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I can just do this. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to go to the hole with you. I can just hit you with a hezzy, hit you with this. Melo plays like it's whatever. Exactly. Yeah. He plays like he's playing at the park. That's why I fuck with (laughs) Melo. Like, Melo. When Melo got to OKC, one of the reporters had the nerve to ask one of the Banana Boat boys, 
how he feels about coming off the bench. You remember this shit? I remember this. Bro, in the last maybe five, <laughs> ten years, bro, I've never laughed. <laughs> what Bella said was funny, though. He said, A, AP, they asked me how I feel about coming <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> like you would ever disrespect one of the Banana Boat Boys. <laughs> in their fucking face. <laughs> Like you wouldn't, like you wouldn't even like bow in front of one of them niggas, bro. You know who the Banana Boy so boys. Mello got bro. the best lines, the best lines, Mello. For me, those are the best lines. Besides what, when Rus- besides Russell Westbrook, nobody else has better lines than Mello and Westbrook to me. And now they're on the same team. What I'm saying is this, bro. <laughs> now Mello is understanding I'm third option. Yeah, about time. It's about Another- time you realize that. But. I think Melo might have Melo. Well, yeah, Melo and Paul George were the problems. I think Westbrook was already he was ready to go. Melo had forty six against the Wizards. Yeah, did you see him get jiggy? Mm-hmm. Brody's getting jiggy again because everybody's understanding what they need to do. What you think about him not making the All Star squad? He made the reserve. You talking about like him not being a starter? Yeah, don't matter. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know what? What was that? Nobody wants smoke with Westbrook, bro. Period. Of course not. Everybody knows that. So he's okay with that. Steph don't want Steph don't want smoke Steph with Westbrook. Steph definitely don't want it. I don't care what nobody says. Steph don't want it. Harden Westbrook. don't want smoke with Westbrook. Nope. But I will say Kyrie don't want it. Nobody that John Wall don't want it. Like we nobody. can go down the line. Yeah, Chris Paul don't want it. None of them want it. Jeff T don't want nobody wants smoke with Westbrook. Mm-mm. Westbrook is the best point guard in the league. Hands down. Westbrook may go down as one of the greatest hey, points, period. Hey, it's rare. All those guys we just mentioned, they all are just elite players. But none of those players, even though I don't even play basketball in the NBA, none of those players put fear in my heart simply just watching the game like Westbrook. I'm like, God, I'd hate to go against him. Westbrook is coming at you full steam. 100% every single game. There's no letting up with him, bro. He doesn't, bro. He's on 10 at all times. So now that everybody else is understanding what they need to do, bro, I think the Thunder are coming for niggas now, bro. We're going to see. Time will tell. The Lakers, I think, are going to make the playoffs. Let me ask you this. First of all, we got to give peace to the LeVar Ball for that. Oh, we haven't talked about him yet, huh? Triple B's all day, bro. Big bees. You got any gear? No copper shirt. My man. How much is it? I think it's like 50. My man. But I fuck with anything that that man says. I like it. In the sense of his kids, in the sense of basketball. I like what he does. So he fucked around and turned me into a low-key Lakers fan, bro. I like what he does. And I like his heart. Right, because in a sense, like, as an athlete, wouldn't you want... You he, want your you want your person to be on you at all times. Yeah. You want your person to be looking out for your best interests at all times. Most definitely. I mean, Lonzo has the first independent basketball shoot of all time. Period. And I see that's a game. He they changed everything. You know what? We gotta say that for that's gonna be a next topic. Hundred uh, percent. Talking about what Lonzo the, is doing for the NBA. Yeah, in it's a gonna whole, change everything. His for shoes a long are time. mad expensive. So, but yeah. there's kids. I watched. Uh, Cause I've been keeping up with the, I watch the ball in the family. I'm not gonna front. Mm-hmm. I fuck with them niggas that much. Okay, my brother does too. He loves them a lot. There you know, a, there were kids in China that that copped three pairs. Ugh. 
It's four ninety five a pair. And you know what? Even though the shoes are trash, I mean, as far as their build and everything, they're trash. They're not worth the money they're charging. People are, you know, having, of course, a heyday on that. But I don't think they're looking at the bigger picture of what LeVar what Ball doing. is actually doing. He's showing you, you don't have to go running to Nike and Adidas and all these guys. Once you get into the NBA and you sign that dotted line, invest in yourself. And imagine if LeBron came in the league, bro. Got, I don't know, a million dollars from Pepsi or McDonald's or something. To make his own shoe. To make his own shoe. Imagine Kanye. If Kanye wouldn't have went to Adidas and just like, you know what? People are going to get in line to buy my shoe. Let me just put my own money, me and Kim's money, whoever he's dating, whatever, we're married to. Let me put my money towards me doing my own thing. That's what LeVar Walter pretty much did. Game change. That's what, this That's is what I'm big. saying. He said in the beginning of the season, if the Lakers make the, the Lakers are going to make the playoffs if they get to Lonzo. He always, he always now, calls but it out. Now the Lakers are kind of wilding now. Not like in the sense of they're right. going to be doing it, big As a sense of being a young team, they're doing great. Bro, Kyle Kuzma is getting jiggy out here, bro. They beat the Celtics Not without. Not just him. They, got, they beat the Celtics without Lonzo. And Kyrie was playing. Yeah. So it wasn't like the Celtics weren't in full form against the Lakers. And niggas don't even think the Lakers are going to make eighth speed. And the Celtics are number one. Nah, Eighth's fuck one. that. My bad. Let's not ever disrespect that LeBron James just got 30,000 points. Youngest player to ever do it. My bad, Studio 17. We're talking about NBA shit. I didn't address this first. We, yeah, that should have been talked about very It's first. because of this Apple Estate, Appleton Estate <laughs> shit that we're drinking. I didn't, I didn't, my how bad. Did that, how did that make you feel when LeBron reached 30K? Easy. You felt easy? What else was I supposed to feel? I don't easy know. On, he's the only basketball player that got 30,000, 7,000, and 7,000, isn't he? Nigga. So how did that make you feel? Easy. What does that mean? This is easy for him. Don't you see that? How'd that make you feel? That's easy. What I just said, bro. How easy. do you feel easy? There's nothing, bro. Okay. <laughs> LeBron James is so nice. He's only surprised me twice. Period. Damn, that was a rhyme, bro. LeBron James is so nice. Mm -hmm. He's only surprised you twice. Oh shit. Which means. <laughs> <laughs> Which All means the, you have high standards if he only surprised you twice. Because only that's twice how he nice surprised he is, you is what I'm saying, bro. He's only surprised you twice, literally. You remember against um, maybe one of the best teams to beat the best team in 07 when he played the Pistons? Yeah. Okay. He surprised everybody. That's when I realized, like, okay, this nigga may be one of the greatest players I've ever seen. And then he beat the greatest team of all time. LeBron has, he has surprised me twice too when I think about it. The first time he got to the, uh, the finals against the Spurs, even though he lost, I was still surprised Studio he got 17. there. Didn't I say twice? And then when they got that first uh, title in Cleveland, I was surprised. So let me ask you this. Actually, it might be three. I was surprised he left and went to Miami. How many basketball players have done Le what LeBron James has done in our generation. I don't know. That's kind of a dumb question. Period. <clears throat> no, no, no. It's not a dumb question. I said period. Oh. Studio 17. Remember before, before, um, remember when before LeBron James beat them, Golden State Warriors had the greatest season of all time. <clears throat> Which means that if they had won the championship, they would have been the greatest team of all time. 
So who stopped the greatest season team from becoming the greatest team of all time? LeBron motherfucking James. When the Pistons beat the Lakers, the Lakers had Kobe, Shaq, Karl Malone, Robert Ory, Derek Fisher, John the Baptist, <laughs> and Jesus Christ. The Pistons. In 07, LeBron James beat them with... Um, could you even name a number two? Yeah, bro. That no, was, no, 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 no. But that I was three years later. I don't give a shit. This is what I'm saying. That was three years later. That does mean something. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It was three years later. It doesn't. LeBron wasn't beating the Pistons in 04. Because he wasn't... He, he wouldn't have beat the Pistons team. in 04. He was in the, the Pistons year. in 07 were a totally different team than they were in 2004. Who were their starting five? Let's look it up. And even if they have the same starting, Who was five, their starting five, we're talking about aging people. Who was their starting five? Let me look it up. It doesn't matter, though, but I'll look it up. The starting five was exactly the same. It doesn't matter. They were aging. Who was aging. their starting five? They were, they were aging. Starting. Who was their starting five? Aging. Who was their starting five? Aging. I didn't ask that. I'm telling Kobe you, fan. they're aging. I didn't ask that, Kobe But I'm fan. telling you, they're aging. Kobe fan. I'm not talking Who about Kobe. Five? I'm not talking about Kobe. Who I'm talking about LeBron. Five? That's what I said. See, you can't ever Who talk about stuff. Because these LeBron fans bro. get so personal and they take it so personal. Their starting five was exactly the you same. LeBron you LeBron fans, you take it so personal. I, I didn't say anything personal. Don't look at Studio 17. Look at me. Bro. I'm right here in front of you. Who was the one who made it personal? I just Studio 17 is not going to help you right now. I asked you a question. Did no, I? no, I'm telling you. I asked you a question. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you your answer. This I is said, your answer. Who was their starting five? Was their starting five not the same starting five? We already five? answered that question. It's no, the no, same no. starting five. Okay. But I'm telling you, it's, they're aging. They were aging. They weren't the cool. same people. Who was LeBron James starting five then? Who's going to do that? The silence will tell you no, no, everything. No. Who was their starting five then? Because you said it was the same. Who was their starting five? Hey, let's look it up. I'm not looking at Studio 17. I'm looking at you, nigga. I said, let's look it up. Look it up. What are you talking about? I'm asking you. What are you talking about Studio 17 for? You said Studio 17 is not going to save me. Right. I said. I was looking dead at oh, you when I asked you. Oh, you're bringing it back from five minutes ago when I said it? You're late, Who bro. Who was LeBron James' starting five, bro? Is it LeBron James you want to start in five for or Detroit Pistons? Because you keep going back and forth. You said the Detroit Pistons had the same starting five. Yeah. They beat the Lakers. Mm -hmm. That's what you said. That's what you said. That's what you said, too. Who is LeBron James starting five, bro? That's all I asked you. I didn't ask you nothing else. Okay, you list LeBron James starting five. I look up Detroit Pistons starting five. Go ahead and list them. I don't know LeBron James starting five. Exactly. It doesn't matter what they were. Was I it Eric, name, Eric Snow or something? I can something name like? you their Detroit Pistons starting five. Okay, then what am I looking it up for? Chauncey Billups, Rick Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince. Tayshawn Prince. Rasheed ben Wallace, Wallace. Ben Wallace. There it is. That was their starting five. There it is. For 2007? When, when LeBron beat them? I believe so. So all I'm saying, Studio 17, is when LeBron James is surprising you, he's not surprising me because he's a motherfucking goat. He beat um, the greatest team in season history when he was down 3-1. And then the motherfuckers got Kevin Durant. Duh. Doesn't sound very goatish to me. It sounds like a great year, but goat of all time because of that one Could thing? Could your goat have done that? Is what I'm asking you. Well, yeah, my goat got five rings. No, no, no. Could your goat have done that? Yeah, no. We're talking about what ifs. Could your, could your goat get five rings? If he had Kobe's team, yeah. See, it's more ifs. We can't talk about ifs. We're talking about what is. But 
that's a bigger if if he had the same team. Yeah. Duh. It's more ifs. We don't know. Do you either. think LeBron would have lost with motherfucking Shaq, Robert Ory, um, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Jesus, and John the Baptist? What Fuck if? Fuck no. We don't know. That's not a what if. That you is know a what he if. wouldn't have. We don't know that. It never happened. He had Dwayne Le- Wade, Chris Bosh, and he lost. So it's like, That's what are you saying? Finals. It doesn't matter. That's it's a what finals. if. That's one finals. Where you're talking about what if. That's one finals. But it happened. LeBron won two after that. And then the year that he lost against the, the Spurs, it had nothing to do with him. Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh didn't show up. These are facts. So what are you saying? He still had a good team. These are facts, is what I'm saying. What does that mean towards the whole gist of everything? The gist of everything is the only time that LeBron lost the finals that it was his fault was against the Mavericks. Period. That's the fact. When LeBron lost the finals against the Warriors, who won this? Who won the what? No, no, no. No, no, I agree. I'm saying, but what that, does that mean? So that's the fact. But what does it mean? That makes him GOAT? We've, no, what makes him GOAT is what you've seen him do, you've never seen anybody else do. And I can we'll say that about a lot of players, though. Who? Say that about Jordan. Say that about Kobe. Say about every player who's been great. They all have Jordan their own and signatures. Kobe could not. Okay. They all Jordan have their own Kobe. things. They all have their own things that other people haven't done before. Okay. Do you think bare injury, LeBron's not going to make the points that Kobe and Jordan score? I don't care no, about no, that. No, 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 no. I'm asking you a question. Um, I think because he can, I think he Kobe, can pass it. I Jordan think he and Kobe are scorers, right? Yeah. Is LeBron a scorer? He can score. He can score. He can pass. He can shoot. Is that his thing? No, he's not a scorer first. So if he gets more points than what you do best, and he's doing other things, that doesn't make him better. That doesn't make him. It does make him. Because see, you're you're tripping. You're you're not thinking about the big picture. What is the big picture of basketball? Winning is what it's about. Yeah, but listen, winning is a team. Listen, let me tell no, you no, something. No, 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 listen. No, 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 no listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you, it's my winning turn. Is no, not no, a my team turn. Thing. Listen, my turn. I'm asking you No, I'm telling you to listen. Is winning the listen, team thing? Listen, it's my turn to talk. All right, Sweet. listen. What I'm saying winning is... Winning is a team thing. No, no, listen. I'm listening. Yeah, just listen. When Kobe mm-hmm. passed LeBron, not LeBron, but Jordan in points, I didn't care. It's like, so what? That's not what it's about. It's not about who you pass in... in Assist or who you passed in points or who you passed in rebounds. All that's fine and dandy. What Kareem Abdul Jabbar is sitting at the top of that list, but not many people consider him GOAT. It's about how much are you winning? And listen, you can't be a GOAT Mm -hmm. if you don't consistently beat GOAT teams. No, that's that's false. You just you just don't like it because it's about LeBron, because it's fitting. It's fitting for LeBron. Yes, it is. I'm being objective about that. Tom Brady, that's a a goat. That's a goat. That's a GOAT. Winning has to do with team. There's no I in team. Kobe didn't have the team that Jordan had. That's why he didn't win as much as Jordan did. One less. When Jordan left, them niggas still made the playoffs. And they were actually, they only lost like three or four games without Jordan. That's one. When Kobe lost Shaq, he he went through bad years in the sense of they went through bad years. That's why they got... Pau Gasol, and they got more players because they had done bad in the sense of trades or in the sense of, um, what's that shit called? When they get players. Draft picks. Mm-hmm. That's team. That's why he didn't win as much. Shaq has four. 
So when you're dominant, that is in the sense of how good of a player you are. You're talking in the sense of you're ranking. And I'm not ranking rings either. No, no, no. You are. You are. I'm ranking wins. No, no, no. Winning. Ring, wins is rings. You're ranking winning in the sense of talent. And that's where me and you differ. Okay. We can differ. No, no, no. No, no. You, no, we no, can no, no. Go, ahead. That. go ahead. It's my turn. Go ahead. Like you said, it's my turn. Yeah, go ahead. So now when you're talking about wins, you're talking about team. Allen Iverson, pound for pound, is GOAT. Everybody calls him that. Even NBA players call him pound for pound GOAT. He lost to the Lakers in five because he was dolo. There's niggas that are so dominant talent-wise in basketball. Because remember, basketball is not football. We're not talking 11 on 11, however many people football players play with. I don't even know. Basketball is five on five, which means a talent can bring you but so far when you're dealing with a team of talent. Because if you're going to say that in the sense of winning, then sooner or later you may put Steph or Kevin Durant as GOAT. Mm -mm. Why? Because Steph Curry has back-to-back championships. I mean, back-to-back MVPs. And he has the best league, best season in history. Winning is what you said five minutes ago. Winning. Right? Yep. Because winning has to do with a team. When you're dominant as a player, you can only get your team but so far. Like I said, Allen Iverson is pound for pound. So now you're talking about Kobe again. Kobe fits both sides of that spectrum, actually. When Kobe was losing, when Kobe Kobe wasn't playing the way that he wanted to play, when Kobe was, his team wasn't winning, they were getting players so that way he can get those. But Kobe, they're not going to put Kobe as a sense of goat over Jordan because of the accolades. And he played the same way Jordan did. He just didn't get the accolades. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Because they're both scorers. And did Kobe, Kobe has more points than Jordan now, right? Yeah, points, yeah. If nobody cared. No, no, no. Because he doesn't have as many rings. Right. Right? That's what we're talking about. But now, if somebody has more points than you, more assists and rebounds than you, in the sense of pound for pound, talent, I'm more talented than you. Is Is that what that means? It's not. We already. I already told you five minutes ago that Allen Iverson is pound for pound goat. He has no rings. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson's not goat. I, I didn't say goat. You I said, said goat. pound for pound goat. You said he's goat. Then niggas in What's the pound NBA pound for pound goat. For pound, which means, in a sense of talent wise, he's the most talented player the okay. NBA has ever seen. Because I wouldn't call Iverson goat because for me, goat is greatness sustained, and he wasn't sustained. He had a moment, like T Mac. Had a moment. Injuries. Yeah. Bad team. Or whatever it is. But even some niggas people don't just get, not. Some niggas are so dominant that they don't get as lucky as others who aren't as dominant that they don't get the same team that they get. That's fact. Right. But I still don't think Iverson is goat or pound for pound goat at all. You know what? This this let me tell you. I'm hitting you from you, all you know, cylinders. You know, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what's goat? Goat is the dudes you're getting tired of. I love when people start saying, "I'm getting tired of 
LeBron. I'm getting tired. of. They were tired when Jordan was winning. They're getting tired of, of Brady. That's when you know you're GOAT. Oh, speaking of that. The Super we need to Bowl talk about Brady. Up. The Super Bowl is coming up. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? I'm actually rooting for Brady. I want to see what happens to the conversation if he gets this number six. Bro, first of all, I'm rooting for Brady because once he gets six, there is no conversation. I want to see how the conversation changes. And it will change. Right, because now it's almost like we can't even talk about Joe Montana. Right. Because now It's going to change. Because it's like... I've been listening to a lot of sports radio like everyone else has lately. And you see that Tom Brady, they're starting to talk about him. Like, where do we put him up against Jordan, against the greatest athletes, against your Wayne Gretzky's, against your Babe Roops? I'm like, wow, Brady's getting up there now. I hope he wins because I want to see what this does for the whole barbershop conversation. You know, we got to save this one. We got to save this one. I feel like, though, I'll say this. If Tom Brady wins this Super Bowl... You can't really talk about any other quarterbacks in the same sentences yeah. because now he has six. Yeah. And we got to discuss that. We got to talk about how do you rank the greatness of an NFL player? Because NFL players don't play both sides of the field. How do sure. we rank that? Um, can there be a greatest NFL player of all time? We got to talk about that next season. Word. Studio or 17, next episode. I appreciate you, Brian. No doubt. I appreciate you. It's man. been a great show, fam. Word. This has been a good time. <laughs> hey, thank you for tuning in to the Say Word podcast. Say Word. Word. Appreciate you. Peace out, y'all.